welcome to the Nerd Party. Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, for this time, we're kind of doing a companion classic potpourri. Oh! A couple days ago, or maybe even a week ago at this point, GalaxyCon uh, here in, uh, I want to say North Carolina, but maybe that's not true. But anyway, here in America, because I think it's the one we went to in Raleigh that one year. Anyway. Anyway, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But um, anyway, it's a, uh, a fan convention. But anyway, there's kind of doing a, uh, you know, as all things are, internet-based cons now. And so every weekend, more or less, they'll have sort of, panels is the wrong word, but sort of have the stars from various pop culture, sort of like it was a convention panel. Yeah. Um, and so this past week. But on Zoom and yeah. everybody had their hair funky. Exactly. Funky, funky. Funky, funky. Um, yeah. Um, we watched a Doctor Who panel uh, featuring some of the companions from New Who, and that was Billy Piper, Catherine Tate, and Jenna Coleman. So we thought we'd talk about their characters that they portrayed in Doctor Who. Um, but first things first, what would you sort of think about their uh, their panel seeing Billy, Catherine, and Jenna? Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Um, it, it I don't see... Well, to be honest, I mean, we've seen Catherine Tate at person, convention. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've never really seen any video of Jenna Coleman or um, Billy Piper doing interviews or things like that, panels right. and things. I haven't seen any of that stuff. Doing so the circuit. That was, yeah. yeah. So that was quite cool. I know uh, when Peter was the doctor, I think he and Jenna did some sort of Doctor Who worldwide tour, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily the same thing, but still sort of, uh, I guess, the fan tour. But yeah, it was interesting to see Billy, and I guess I'm interested in seeing more of her work, because I've only seen her in Doctor Who. I haven't seen, I think there's a new, I don't even know what the name of it is. I know there's a new series she's in now. Um, yeah, I don't know the name I of can't. it. She did Diary of a Call Girl, right. I think, right after that, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And then did... Um, Oh, crap. What was the one that was sort of like Peaky Blinders, but had all the weird, like, Frankenstein? Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful, yes. Uh-huh. Um, so she was in that. So I think I saw her in a couple of episodes of that, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's always, and I mean, I've only seen her a few times, but um, it always seems like she always has her hair balled up or whatever you want to call that. Yeah, very hipster. Yeah, right. So, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, it was interesting, you know, to see where they were staying, although I think Jenna was in a hotel, um, because I think she got interrupted by room service during the... Oh, do you think that's what it was? It was something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they were, they were answering fan questions and time on Doctor Who, and uh, you know, some of the answers I'd heard, you know, favorite episode, favorite dresses, favorite whatever, you know, Billy will always talk about, uh, for good reason, um, her... I was going to say her farewell scene. I guess it's her first farewell scene. <laughs> um, you know, because she returned to that uh, Bad Wolf Bay um, once again after 
you know, the second time. But anyway, that first goodbye with uh, the Tenth Doctor, mm. um, I know that was pretty powerful for her. Her official exit as a companion, obviously, she came back a little bit. Um, but anyway, anything else from their real life answering fan questions? No, I, I did think it was funny when Jenna Coleman had to go answer the door. And <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised. I'm not sure necessarily, and please don't at me because I'm not dissing in any way. I think Catherine Tate is great. I've not always been impressed with her um, in interviews and things like that, um, but I felt like she was good in this one. Yeah, she sort of famous or infamously doesn't know anything about Doctor Who. Yeah, and that wasn't, and I sometimes feel like that's this coquettish mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and she appears to be dumber than she actually is, because I'm sure she's very smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or or just trying to be cute in mm-hmm. some way, and that didn't come across in this at all, so mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Sure, and then, yeah. So, yeah, it's also sort of an odd pairing. I mean, not that it's, I mean, of course, Jenna's from a different era, quote, unquote, from the other two ladies. So it's an interesting mix of them together. But mm-hmm. let's get into it. So uh, let's talk about Rose Tyler. Uh, what did you think about Rose? I don't know whether you combine it, combine it with the Ninth Doctor and Tenth Doctor, if you see the roles differently between her first series and her second series. I, I really don't. I combine her in my mind, which is interesting because I don't do that with Jenna Coleman mm-hmm. um, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I have said before, I didn't like Jenna Coleman with Peter Capaldi, but I thought Billy Piper with both Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant was great and steady. Um, the character didn't seem to do all that much changing where I think that Clara did right. in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's definitely act, um, writing more than acting, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I do... And I don't mean that... Well, I suppose maybe I mean it in a bad way, but I'm in a very curious way. I don't know if no one ever seems to ask her, but I don't know if it's because they don't want to or she'll never answer. Like, what... Because I know this is such a stereotypical question. What was it like acting with... You know, you always ask that. Oh, yeah. What are they going to say? And, but I would really want to know what it's like acting with Christopher Eccleston. Not just because Chris, but I mean, that's just the two of you. I mean, most of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just like an ensemble where... You know, like, it's just you and Chris Eccleston. I mean, so what was that dynamic like? Because obviously you had to develop some sort of repertoire or relationship. Yeah, repartee. Um, something, yeah, and you're right, nobody, that's, and that's not something that she seems to focus on in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the times the stuff she talks about is the stuff she did with Mm -hmm. David Tennant. So, yeah, Yeah. interesting. Because, I mean, you know, if it's bad, you don't have to get into it, but I was just curious, because, I mean, especially with this being her first acting gig i think we always say that i don't know if that's actually true but mm, i don't know because i mean you know it was the, certainly the first big one yeah i mean and you know i don't want to bag on christopher or anything but like you know I, I my stereotype of him at the time i'm sure he's grown as a person would be like oh who am i acting with you know and that could not have been the case maybe he was very helpful and they worked together and all you know and he taught her a lot or you know who i don't know but i would be i'd be interested you know yeah no absolutely somebody who a has well I guess A and B has yeah. the reputation that Christopher Eccleston does, uh, yeah. both as fantastic actor, right. but also sometimes a little bit 
Particular. Particular. That's, yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, coming in with a girl who didn't have a lot of experience, what, yeah, how that was. Yeah, because, I mean, on screen, obviously, they're, they're very great. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, again, that's why I don't separate them in my mind. I think that they're, mm-hmm. that all of that is... Rose is uh, to me. Rose is just the iconic character, mm-hmm. the iconic companion. Yeah, it's sort of like the, you know, whatever word you ever want to use. You know, reboot, reset, whatever, uh, reimagining, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think she has sort of set set the stage very well for a yes, companion. Absolutely, that obviously was the first companion to be the audience standing. I mean, well, I say that. Of course, that's not true. The companion is always supposed to be the audience standing, asking the doctor questions, but. It's the first time from a story perspective that the companion was the audience. In other words, you're seeing the whole episode through her eyes, basically. Mm. So, whereas, you know, in the class. Because it's the restart more than anything else, I think. Yeah, whereas Classic Who was sort of the more third person. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you don't have to go, you know, dwell on everything, but, you know, her, her, you know, her mother. Her her Jackie. Yep. What'd you think about how they had that role? I mean, and of course, that was whole. I mean, I say this like I'm an expert, I don't know, but I think that was the whole RTD thing that he's sort of bringing in the kitchen sink or, you know, his talent yeah, from no, that. Yeah, absolutely. Kitchen sink drama. Yeah. It's always good. And I think, you know, somebody like Jackie felt like she was only meant to be... Like a one-off. Very peripheral, uh-huh. and she just did such a fantastic job. And the yeah. chemistry between her and Billy Piper is yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's glorious to watch. Um, so yeah, it must have been boatloads of fun for the actress to play. And then uh, your favorite, the boyfriend, Mickey I put Ricky. Her, I put in her quotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Mickey Ricky never really settled for me, uh-uh. um, which is a shame because I like him as an actor. No, um, yeah. yeah, and I follow him on Twitter, and and he's doing a lot of really interesting things now. Um, but the character never, and I guess partly because you've got boyfriend in quotation marks, you know, what is he doing? Yeah. Is is he chasing Rose? Is he, (laughs) but, but is it, I mean, it doesn't always feel that way either. And so. He's on standby. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) he's a totally, the Rose Mickey Ricky dynamic is totally different from, of course, Amy and Rory. Right, right. Um, which is not a dissimilar start. No. Certainly. You, you know, have, with Amy yeah. sort of being like, meh, mm, yeah. I don't yeah. know, maybe I'm supposed to marry him. I don't know if I want to. But that relationship is so very different from Rose's, meh, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just chilling. But he gets big storylines and should, you know, yeah. again, he's a great actor. It just never completely melded nicely. Yeah, and I think R2D did a good job of grounding the Rose character in the modern, you know, because the whole point, right, of doing Doctor Who this way uh, in in 2005, of making a Doctor Who that that, at that time, I mean, even now, of course, but at that time, the British public would be more like, oh, it's now, it's a character we know, it's someone who's... um, Relatable. I don't want to say blue, what's the right word? I don't know. uh, Non-posh, I don't know, that's not a... Yeah, yeah, blue collar. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure there's a better British word. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll think on it. Yeah, just, you know, someone who's who's not posh, who's not... I was going to say not city, she lived in the city, but you all know what I'm trying to say. 
But anyway, so yeah, but just regular person. Is it EastEnders? Is that kind of what I'm... A vibe, almost? Yeah, I mean, it's a similar sort of feel yeah. to the soap opera. Um, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of... And so, they have the the grounded nature of living with the mom. Working, working folk. Yeah, yeah, and she, you know, and then uh, having the, the guy on the side, and just living life and eating chips, and then suddenly, Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, you know, there you go. Cool. And what did you think of her departure? Like I said, she sort of had a few, but anyway... What'd you think of, you know, we've talked, we've sort of gotten this theme, and I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll bring Richard back to do it, the, the big discussion. What'd you think of her, how they handled her departure as a companion? Yeah, I feel like it got a little weird with the two different type families and who died and who didn't die and alternate universe and, and uh, now we are living on a beach and he can't come with us, but oh wait, later on he can, it it got a little bit wonky for me. Well, they didn't kill her off. No. Just... I was going to say they didn't marry her off. I guess maybe they kind of did. Yeah, ultimately. But the second time. The yeah. first time, it was just goodbye, and that's yeah. it. And... and that's a beautiful yeah. scene, and of course, it's absolutely lovely. Um, I mean, she gets her dad back. There's a bit of... But again, all of that's sort of strange, because yeah. she doesn't get her dad well, back. Her, you're she right, gets a dad back. the alternate universe yeah, dad yeah. back, you know. Um, we already went through this whole episode <laughs> where she doesn't get her dad back. And mm-hmm. so then to to bring him back and do the weird, I don't know, whatever. But then if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have Mickey Ricky. So yeah. we needed the alternate timeline where Captain America goes back to Peggy Carter. <laughs> I assume that's the same timeline, right? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Catherine Tate, of course, playing Donna Noble. Mm-hmm. Um now, I'm trying to, if, if you can remember, go back in time. It's hard for me because I don't know how I did this out of order. But what do you think of her runaway bride? Her, her one appearance. Yes. The Christmas special. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, just because, again, you know, giant spider. I don't know. Right. Whatevs. Whatevs. It, it's, it is not my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, her return after that. Right. I really love. Um, with the adipose yep. being the first time she comes back, and 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 that's one of the episodes I love anyway. So, yeah, the, the Runaway Bride was fine. And what did you sort of think of the Doctor Donna relationship? You know, with the tenth Doctor, well, even the ninth Doctor, ninth slash ten. You know, we went from eh, you know whatever Rose was, I'll say romantic, right? Romantic relationship. Then Ish, you had Martha yeah. with the man crush, um, and then you had now Donna, which is just. She's like, no, absolutely I'm not, not mating with you, alien boy. Yeah, and I like that, mm-hmm. and I like that that was a clear break mm-hmm. because for me, I'm not a big fan of will they, won't they, with right, Doctor right, right. Who. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. In that case, Donna was quite refreshing. Yeah, and I thought it was an interesting mix to go from, and I'm broad terms here. You go from Rose, who doesn't know a lot, you know, at least as far as time and space, right? Um, Martha, who's a medical student, you know, she knows a little bit more. And then Donna sort of back to more of a between if you're going to be a Rose or Martha, if that's a binary choice, you know, more Rose than Martha, certainly. Yeah. Um, but like all three of them, or all, t- you know, all the other two, including her, uh, I don't know, I would say she had not anything against, because actually Martha's my favorite, 
But I think Donna had the most heart or the most caring, mm. the most, you know, why can't Empathy. we? Yeah, why can't we help? Why can't we do this? Why? What would have think of the children? As seen in Pompeii. Yeah, the fires of Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think that that was. I think that was one of the on the during the the con panel. I think they asked who was your favorite guest star, and I think Donna was proud to be like, well, Peter Capaldi. Of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a nice moment. Uh, and I think because I can yeah. see on our outline that our next step is moving on to her mother. I think that the idea may have been to have a similar relationship, right? That Jackie and Rose had. Hmm. And it didn't, the mother just didn't. And then, of course, Bernard Cribben broke out as grandpa, and (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was all she wrote. The mother didn't have any chance at all at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, just to have the, uh, you know, Jackie is sort of, and I don't know, I'm writing this own story. I forget if this is actually the story. You know, maybe had her child young, and so, um, and wants to be young, and so treats her daughter maybe more than like a sister and a friend than a mother. Whereas Donna's mother, for whatever reason, you know, tends to just put her daughter down. Um, well, and they're slightly a little bit further up the food chain. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, where Rose had a job in a shop, uh-huh. uh, Donna has an office job. Yep, which she's is, a temp from Chiswick. Yep, so slightly up the scale. And also older. Right. Uh, you know, she's clearly an older character than Rose yep. is, and so less naive, right. I guess. And and for her mother, then, more frustrating because she's not married and hasn't moved out of the house. Right. And, you know, those sorts of things. And making money. And it's one of those things where it's very stereotypical, but not, you know, because it can be true that the parent just wants the child to be happy. But, of course, she just expresses it in a very dour way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want you to, have, you know, be happy and have a family. And I want you to, you know, be well From off. my perspective. And not have though, to worry I about money. I want you to be happy the way I want yeah, you to be happy. Exactly. You're not making good choices. All right. In my mind. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, we had Gramps. Yeah. Um. Who I love, love, love. <laughs> Possibly my favorite companion. And I know the answer, but I'll ask anyway. What do you think of Donna's departure? Oh, God, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Just because it's so sad. Yeah. Um, you know, everything you want in, in any character is to see growth of mm-hmm. some sort. And Donna does show so much growth all the way through, and then they have to erase her memory. <sighs> yeah. It's just cruel and unusual. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I mean, you know, what would, you know, because given the spectrum, you either die, get married, what, what else, you know, what would you have preferred? I'd, I would just like her to, to go she didn't, she didn't get married, technically, so I guess that's yeah. technically true. Just anyway. taking what she had and move forward. Uh-huh. Uh, Martha doesn't get married straight away. She, I guess, she does much gets later, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she is. To a, Ricky Mickey, which, you know. Yeah, that, that's an interesting, I mean, we're not, we're not talking about her, but that's a, that's a well, I was going to say it's, it's unprecedented. That's not true. I, I Not that I'm an expert, but I know that Tegan leaves. Like, Tegan's just like. F this, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, which I think, not Martha isn't that angry about it, but she's just more of a, uh, I'm, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. And it, yeah, it just would have been nice to see Don, Donna continue that growth mm-hmm. after the TARDIS. And unfortunately, we don't get that. And like I say, I only say I hate it, not because I hate it, mm-hmm. 
as a writing choice or anything like that. Just because it's just gut-wrenching for me for that character. It's interesting because the whole Donna Doctor motif of of her season, you know, it's either Bad Wolf or uh, Vote. Saxon. Saxon. Yeah, and Dr. Donna was sort of the theme of that season. Um, Sort of leading up to the Dr. Donna. Anyway, um, but that you have some companions, some, maybe it's like two, uh, who have to, or who seem to grow so much, they're growing into the Doctor. Something like a car. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but you have Donna, who you wouldn't think at first blush, but she is becoming that more capable and not necessarily the doctor's equal but certainly the, but then you have her literally becoming kind of sort of maybe the doctor with yeah the, with the whatever it's called um transhuman that's not what it's called whatever the heck that thing's called but anyway when she got all whatever um doctored yeah yeah and so i don't know i wonder if that's sometimes a motif that we're creating the companion into the doctor and then therefore uh, once you get him to that high you got to smush him down somehow and so, yeah and that's yeah Particularly in the case of Donna, I'm sad about their choices, but that's okay. Well, Clara is a little bit different here because they kind of faked us out a few times. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if, well, I mean, I can talk about my experience. You can talk about yours. You know, they, we, I knew that Karen was leaving and so that they were going to introduce, and I think it was announced probably that Jenna was going to be the new companion. And so you watched that um, first episode, was it Asylum of the Daleks? Which I, I think maybe you skipped and you never saw, so I guess you never got that experience. Is that but... the dinosaur one? No, no, no. Oh. It's the one with the Daleks. Asylum of the Daleks. Oh, where she's in the Dalek? Yeah. Where she is the Because I think you, yeah, you, no, you said I've you skipped. That. Well, I know, but I think you said the first time you watched that, you skipped it, because that was the one where Am, uh, Amy and Roy are divorcing. And you're like, well, I didn't get to see it, watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but anyway. Her. Yeah. But anyway, so they kill her off, of course. And you're like, what? What? But that was. Because she can't make a supply. <laughs> and so then you go to the Christmas special, mm-hmm. and she pops up again, and then they kill her off again. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute. Um, and then finally you get the sort of the, the real, quote unquote, Clara. Um, yeah, and I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm being really negative, and I do love Jenna Coleman with Matt Smith. I mm-hmm. think they're fantastic together. I don't necessarily like the companion as a metaphor. <laughs> right, right. That's a problem to be solved. Yeah. How do you solve a problem like Clara? Yeah, and I didn't. I, I didn't need it. I didn't want it. That weird thing with her parents and the leaf blowing all <laughs> over the place. Didn't need it. Right. Extraneous. Mm-hmm. Bring me Clara. Let's all move on with our lives. Right. Um. So yeah. That's how I feel about that. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Is that maybe some Moffatian timey wiminess? <laughs> Moffatian. Yeah, but again, there's no, to me, and, and maybe it would be better if I felt like it had a real conclusion. Right. Uh, you know, this is why she's here. This is why these things keep happening. And it doesn't particularly. Because I... Well, and I'm not trying to... I, I guess when you set that up, and of course, in Moffat's case, he didn't care because he was leaving. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't care, but as a writer, <laughs> I know that there is a tendency, because why not, to just write, you know, the one story. You're not worrying about, like, what's this look like three seasons from now? Because, you know, who knows? Who cares? you you got a story to worry about now. And so, Like, I'm thinking I was talking with... Um, uh, friend of the show, Char, 
is watching West Wing, um, for those who are familiar with the West Wing TV series. And if but, you're not, go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It was, she was watching, you know, whatever. It's an old show. We're going to spoil it. But at the end of season one, when there's the assassination attempt, mm-hmm. um, I was sharing how Aaron Sorkin, when he wrote that, he didn't know who got shot. He just wrote it and told the director-producer, just shoot it. That looks like everyone got shot. And I'll fix it whenever I come back and write episode one, season two. And so, you know, that's kind of like with Clara. When you write this mystery, well, what's going to happen the season later when you solved it? And she's just solved now. Now she's still around. Yeah, and that's the thing. There doesn't seem to be any payoff yeah. to all of these recurring... I think that the 11th Doctor mentions it occasionally in passing, but there's just no real payoff. And even if they'd waited until she left during the Peter Capaldi, Mm -hmm. that would be a fantastic way to to explain all the stopping right before her death and now she's off. You know, there there could have been a great way to tie that bow and nothing. Yeah, and I'm not trying to get rid of Jenny here, but I'm like, I think, like you said, either it, when it happened with the 11th Doctor, um, you know, the episode before the 50th, or don't do it, or, you know, delay it until the 12th Doctor, but, like, once she gets blown up into the timeline, like, that's it. Like, that should be her death, because it's not really a death. I mean, it is, but then, like, she, you know, she could say that she got, you know, turned into all these different people, and so she still lives on, and you know, and all the, but no, she just magically came Carries back on. and then she's around for two more seasons and, yeah and you know i mean again it sounds like i'm trashing clark i mean she's not my favorite but i don't hate again, her yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, particularly with the 11th doctor i like clara a lot because i it, think she, her storyline is messy mm-hmm. i think it was an interesting you know not, not having rewatched all of it recently but you know she's very flirty probably the most flirty companion is that right i think that's right you can correct me if i'm wrong the most flirty companion uh, with a doctor, um, but she doesn't really mean it. I, yeah, I was going to say and, the most platonic flirty, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because I mean, you know, Matt has that way of of. It's, it's very interesting. I, the eleventh Doctor and Matt, because him being younger, I mean, as an actor, you know, but him still playing the. Do- I don't know if this is the direction or whether this is in his mind when he's playing it. He still plays the Doctor very asexual. Or at least it's very, you know, mm. because, you know, he accepts the flirting or recognizes the flirting. And sometimes he's like, oh, how rude. Or, you know, no, no. Or, you know, whatever. But he never buys into it. He, he's always the alien, the doctor, whatever you want to phrase it. Um, so I think it works. You know, you you think like, oh, you have a flirty and then because they're both young. And, no, it works fine. I and mean, it's not it's not distracting. It's Clara doesn't really, really mean it. Uh, she's just playing. You know, he doesn't. You know, he just dismisses it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and of course, by this point, the doctor's married as well. So, that's true. That's true. Um, presumably, there are times while Clara's teaching class that he <laughs> buggers off for a uh, visit to the storm cage, a, a nooner with yeah. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> although even that, and again, we're not yeah. discussing River Song. Although I could for days. <laughs> um, even that relationship doesn't. I think it's lovely, and I think the way they play it is lovely, but there's not necessarily an intense amount of heat. Right. Uh, They are clearly very, very fond of each other. Um, The 11th Doctor, in some ways, I'm trying to think of what the analogy is here, is it a high school kid who's, like, makes 
the, I was going to say makes the, makes the sex noises. That's not what I'm saying. But makes <laughs> m- makes the 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 things about sex like va va voom innuendos and oh yeah yeah. But it doesn't actually do it or know how to do it. Yeah, or, you, know, yeah. you know, I think the love talks a lot of talk about it. I don't know what he's actually doing about it. Yeah, every time they actually kiss, he giggles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Bless. All right, a little more about Clark here. Um, so you said you enjoyed her with the 11th. So let's talk about, we don't do like the whole hour here, but, but a couple, <laughs> why doesn't she work with <laughs> Peter Capaldi in the 12th Doctor? Um, I think partly because of all the platonic flirting mm-hmm. sort of dissipates. Right. Um, Record scratch. Yeah, which I think is a bit of a shame because I think that would be a lot of fun to watch. And again, keeping it very platonic. I'm not a fan of, yeah. of May, December, anythings. But I think it would have been interesting to watch Peter Capaldi deal with that as the 12th Doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt's got this such this playful playfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching... Peter Capaldi tried to find some of that might have been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's part of it. I think that they just and and you know you talked about it building her up so that they were more equals and she's going on adventures. And again, if we were going to get a payoff for all of that, mm-hmm. then great. But we didn't. And so now we've got two doctors. And River Song has made it very clear that the TARDIS <laughs> can only be occupied by one psychopath at a time. And so it just doesn't work. I think the writing is not great for her in that season. It just, yeah, just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, of, and again, I mean, I mean, this is just my perspective, obviously. But I was going to disagree. There's a lot of, t- there's a few episodes, I'm just thinking of two at least, where she pretends to be the doctor or is the doctor like it's a it's a it's a motif that keeps happening you know whether it's flatline i believe is it the one with the shrinking tardis and doctors and the shrinking tardis and so she has to basically be the protagonist basically and she actually just says she pretends to be the doctor so she has the, the screwdriver and she has a companion i can't remember the, the the gentleman's name um and you know they're sort of the mystery and of course at the end the doctor saves david so um and then like the I'm, I don't know. This, the Missy first appearance is a little weird to me, but anyway, when she's with the the Cybermen, you know, she discovers the Cybermen in the in the world, the underworld or the afterworld or whatever the heck it is, and she's like, "No, I'm the Doctor," you know. And I, okay, I mean, just I mean, there's nothing wrong per se with that scene. It just it keeps happening, and so it's like, okay, yeah. Um, and maybe that was just the writers flirting with something, a female Doctor. Oh, okay, seeing how that works. And mm-hmm. just having a bit of a play, right? Um, but then don't make me watch it. <laughs> so before we get to her departure, let's do. do an- not, I'm not prepared to talk about Danny Pink. Uh, Danny Pink, the other mm, D word. No, yeah, nope. I'm just gonna nope right out of here. What do you think of Clara as teacher? Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It was interesting because it. Uh, made for some interesting tension uh-huh. 
going on Doctor Adventures. Or it had the potential. I don't think it did quite as much as it could do. Because then it was like she's on a five-minute break, and so she goes on this big adventure and then pops right back in right at the right time. And we all know that the TARDIS doesn't work like that. (laughs) We all know that. Rose was gone for like 11 months or something, and she thought it had been a couple of days. Uh, It doesn't work that way, and I'm not buying it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It just didn't necessarily work. Yeah, the thing with Danny that 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 you're uh, boycotting um, is that it's just a I don't know. It's just the character doesn't. It's not a great introduction, I guess, is what I'm saying. I, you know, I to the extent I did, I believed in their relationship. I mean, they seemed crazy kids in love. Um, it was a bit rushed, but whatever. It's a it's a short series. Um, but you know, the the antagonism with the Doctor is just too much. On both sides, not just him, but also the Doctor was way too antagonistic towards him. Yeah, the soldier thing, I'm not buying. We just watched the third Doctor with Unit, so, you know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. and again, nothing to do with the actor. I think the actor did an absolutely fine job with what he had to work with. It just, the the relation, I don't buy the relationship. Like, I like the idea of, I was out on a date and you interrupted me to go on this timey-wimey thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that works for me completely. Love it as an idea. Keeping him around. And he doesn't bring anything. You've got That's the true. tension between the doctor and the soldier. But there's no payoff for that. There's no resolution for that. He doesn't bring anything to the TARDIS. That's actually a good way of saying it. Because you could, if you want to, I mean it's tropish, but if you want to do the, the Doctor Who trope of bringing in the guy, or a guy, Bring in a guy to be sort of your muscle man. Because it could be, you know, look, Peter's not that old. But, you know, Peter's an older gentleman. And so if you want someone to be the action hero, if you feel like you need one. Not that Jenna can't do that. But, you know, again, we're doing classic tropes. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. the whole Ian or Steven or, you know, the Jamie. Guy, the guy that disappeared. The guy that was there and then they were like, oh, no, he did, this one doesn't need a exactly. guy. Exactly. So like, Roger and, or something. Yeah, and so... You know, that could be his character type that he's sort of doing. You know, it's almost a, a first doctor. Again, not that Peter's that old, but, you know, Peter is sort of, or the 12th doctor could be more first doctor doing the thinking, and then you have Danny doing the punching. Um, you know, you could do that. You don't have to. Yep, but absolutely. I mean, that's, but they didn't. Exactly. Because he's technically a soldier. Like, you, you know, I'm not stereotyping, but that's a, you know, that's what you, he could be. You yeah, know, he, but they didn't. They, didn't. they yeah. did not do that. And so... It's like the whole, how do you successfully bring in a third? You know, this is, you know, in the old era where you can only have a doctor and a woman companion. Um, bringing in a third, you have a Rory, mm-hmm. who, who is not the action guy, obviously. You know, yeah. But he yeah. still In brings... fact, he's almost the anti-action. Exactly. So again, as you say, bringing something to it. Yeah. He absolutely love Rory. Mm-hmm. Love Rory. I mean, he dies a lot, but you know, he other stuff. He does, and sometimes lives for a really long time. <laughs> so it sort of evens out. Right. Uh, becomes a Cyberman, like Danny Pink. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Nope. No. Nothing. Nothing. So Clara's departure. Um, she doesn't die, nor does she get married. Um, she becomes the doctor. She has a TARDIS and a companion. Absolutely. And, 
Although, whether or not she, you know, is she the companion? Or oh, that's is true. Maybe they're just co-equals. Neither. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't ask who the companion idea. is in the relationship. Yeah, yeah no, that's rude. That's rude. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Who's the doctor? Who wears the <laughs> screwdriver in the relationship? <laughs> you know, don't ask that. Don't ask rude. Every TARDIS relationship is its own unique thing. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I'm cool with that. I don't like it as an idea and I would have loved to have seen a spinoff. Yeah. Again, I like Jenna Coleman. I like Clara. Hated Clara's season with the Doctor, um, Doctor 12. Two seasons. (laughs) Oh God, interminable. Um, and so the idea that she, and, and I love the idea of two women going off who are not doctors. Right. Off in a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. All of those ideas I really love. The so. one who can't die and the one who has died but hasn't gone around to it yet. Yeah. 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 yeah the, well, and I don't know the right answer. Goodness knows they haven't hired me. But, like, when you have, have to... Have you tried? I, I, I'll start writing letters. Yeah. And learning how to spell in British. Um, I, I'll help you. But, uh, you know, when, when the actress comes and says, I want to leave or I want to move on... Um, or I, I don't know how the decision's made. You know, Richard probably knows all that stuff whenever we have him on. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Considering Jenna went on to do Victoria, I think it was probably I'm ready to move on and do other stuff, which was fine. She obviously has been very successful. Um, you know, what do you? How do you write that? And so, I mean, I've just felt like you know they killed her off technically. Also, just for the record, didn't much like that episode, and I I wanted to because I like the idea of secret places built into London. Mm-hmm. And you just have to get the right door and boom, you're in a new world. Love it as an idea. Didn't particularly appreciate the... Because I just feel like if you're... Well, and I don't know. This isn't... A, you know, nothing can ever be black and white about But like if you're going to kill off a character, kill off a character. Just do it. You know, kill off the character and that's it. And that's sad. But it's like we killed her off and then two episodes later, no, just kidding. Magic. She's fine now. It's like, okay, well, then what was the point? Right? Yeah. I mean, it was a li- but to me, it's a little bit like Rose's departure. Yeah. We're just going to send them off somewhere else. <laughs> we, have a, we have a doctor copy. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Off you pop. Yeah. Pat. So. Um, yeah. In a po- into a pocket universe. So, yeah. Yes. And, and, I think it's lazy. Yeah. And I could get maybe you want to fix it because I know there's a lot of people that are unhappy with how Bill died. Um, and then magic, magic, she's not dead. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's well, better than... Well, she sort of is. She's a, she's with Puddle Girl. Yeah. And, yeah. So, but anyway, all right. That one I was more comfortable with, although I still don't want Bill to be dead. Yeah. And I don't want Clara to be dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with the pocket universe. Again, if I had just, if that had been the payoff... Mm-hmm. If that had been, well, she has lived all of these lives. She is going to continue. Yeah. She's practically regenerating <laughs> just somewhere else and we'll never see her again. Right. I could have, you know, or, nice little bow. Off we go. Because there's even the, you know, in the, she falls into the doctor's timeline. You could even say she could pop up again. You know, I mean, I'm not saying she will. But, I, you know, that's that. That's always that wonderful possibility. You yes. never know when Clark could come back. Because she's in the Doctor's timeline, you pop up with the thirteenth Doctor. You don't know how she yep, can, yep. you know, because she's never. She's always in the Doctor's timeline. So. Hopefully, with the Game of Thrones girl. There you go. So. Don't know if she's working at the minute. So there yeah, you go. It's all about me. All right. Well, anything else about these three women you nope. want to talk about? I'm done. All right. Well, speaking of companions, let's go into the TARDIS library. When you close your eyes, I go to the library. Go to the library now. 
for this installment, we're going to talk about, once again, we've talked about Richard a little bit, name-dropped him, um, but Clever Dick Films, our favorite Doctor Who YouTube channel of all things, reviewing details, uh, has done a new video, Doctor Who Review, about the Companions. This is his second installment, all about Jamie. Jamie. So, what'd you think, or what'd you learn, and what'd you think about the second Doctor's chief companion, Jamie McCribbin? Yeah, I don't know is the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, I, 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 there was not as much goss as, as Richard <laughs> usually gives us, and I was a little sad about that. I want, I want all the goss, Richard. Come on. Come on. Spill the tea, Richard. <laughs> I, and other things he'll never say in his videos. <laughs> I know. But I did, uh, did love the fact that Diana Gabaldon is mentioned and the fact that uh, Jamie Fraser from... Fraser. I know. Oh. Jamie oh, Fraser yeah, right. Sorry. Go ahead. from Outlander yeah. is completely based off Jamie Fraser. Fraser, huh? Yeah. I, I didn't know that part. I knew Jamie, but yeah. Yeah, yeah Jamie yeah. Fraser. You can't say the Z. It's not a Z, it's uh, an S. Uh, so you've got to soften it a little bit. Uh, it's Fraser. My house, my rules. Uh, this um, is not your house. <laughs> this is my house. I think you'll find my name on the deed. Find the deed, darling. Where is it? <laughs> I, I assume my father has it somewhere. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting, and certainly not the first example. I don't have it on the top, tip of my tongue about other examples, but I know they exist in the world, of that we're going to hire him as a companion, but we'll see. Which I think is an actor you'd you like to hear. We're thinking of hiring you on, but we don't know. So uh, let's see what you do. And you're like, oh, not nervous at all now about how, yeah. how I do this series, yeah. uh, this episode, or, you know, serial. Um, well, but did they tell him that? Or did know. they give him a one-show contract and then expand it? Yeah, I mean, they had to. Well, I, I mean, it's not to. like, again, it's not like Kath- Catherine Tate was supposed to be a one-off. That's true. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. And they're like, what up? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so it's. I've, I'm sure I've seen the Highlanders, but of course it's a lost episode, so there's not much to see. But it'd be interesting to watch. I'm sure it's several parts. But uh, the fact that you had, I'm trying to remember now that uh, Richard will have to remind us how Ben and Polly left because he didn't talk about that. He just talked about how Fraser and Jamie came on, and so it was interesting about having that dynamic and how um, it was very interesting. Richard showed how. Um, the second doctor had worked, Patrick yeah, Trouton? yeah. Pat Trout had worked with Fraser before, mm. and maybe twice or at least once, and so they knew each other, and how that dynamic. And I think Richard said, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he said probably one of the best actor relationships between Doctor and Companion. Again, I may be putting words in his mouth, but at least in the top five about mm. um, the dynamic between those two and how they kept around so long. Um, you know, sort of it was, you know, the, the Pat and James, or excuse me, the Pat and Fraser show. And so, uh, I don't you know, I'm sure they, always, they also always had a third there um, with, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, Victoria and Zoe. I think that's right. But anyway, um, but what do you think of sort of the dynamic they talked about? Between them? Yeah, I mean, I love Jamie. I think he's a lot of fun. And I've not even seen him in a lot, but mm. he's just lovely. And uh, I'm ready to talk about them sending him back to the Battle of Culloden. come on and then they're like oh he was fine he was not fine he was in the battle of Culloden there's no way he was fine I've watched Outlander (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Send him into the bloodiest battle in Scotland's history? Come on! How do you think of, I mean, again, it's more we're being told than us having seen it. Um, I I mean, well, theoretically I've seen it, but I don't remember. But anyway, um, so I'm interested in watching it, though. I know it's like a million parts, but the, the final... The War Machine? I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, Second Doctor's final serial. It's like ten it's like ten parts or something. But anyway, about him, he I guess he goes a Donna route or a partial Donna. Before that, he does a partial Donna. About him. He he loses all of his memories except the first adventure. Oh right, yeah. And then they just send him off to the Battle of Culloden <laughs> With no extra knowledge. Right. Yeah. No. 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 I, I I think, to me, memory loss like this is, lazy is not necessarily fair, but it's, you know, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. <laughs> exactly. Come on, you can do better than this. Right. You can do You can do better than this. Because I'd be interested in, in knowing, the, I mean, I know it's 1960 whatever, so who knows the reason, but why they did that. Like... Sending them back to their own time, fine. Mm-hmm. Why the memory loss thing? Like, just because the time lords are dicks, or I mean, like, what? What's the what? what what's the reason d'etre of? Yeah. Because we want to kill them, but we don't want to kill them. Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even think of what the reason is. What yeah, would be? I don't either. Mm-hmm. I don't either. And I think it would have been interesting seeing Jamie go somewhere else. To have a different adventure, but on Earth. Whether it's in his time period, but another place. Probably not England. It was not a good time for a Scotsman <laughs> to be in England. Um, I think you're like you're pitching Big Finish America's now. probably not brilliant at that point. Don't they go to America the revolution? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but that's after the Battle of Culloden. Uh, and again, it's still colonial, you know, maybe. right into the American Revolution. I'm not sure that's a good choice. Maybe France? What's France doing about this time? They're, they're, they're probably Les Miserables, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just should have sent him to the future in some sort. <laughs> send him off with one of the female companions, and mm-hmm. they can go, you know, not and not even necessarily romantically, but just you know, a modern female companion taking him off to show him the world and introduce him to cell phones. Mm-hmm. That was a thing in the sixties, right? <laughs> What do you think of the idea, I mean, both him specifically or generally, of having a non-present-based companion, you know what I'm trying to say? A companion who's not from our time, or the viewer's time. I like it a lot, and would love to see it explored in Modern Who, because we haven't seen it at all. Mm-mm. Everyone, I'm saying this, I'm having to think as I say this, every companion has been from the, the same time, right? Yeah. From Rose to... The current fan. Yeah. Everyone's... I mean, Nardole's a little bit... That's true. You're no, right. You're right. You're right. Nardole is an exception. And Captain Jack. But he's not... Yeah, but they're from... Undefined future. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not sure. Is Nardole actually from the future? I would suspect Maybe? so. Because, I mean, I mean, he's theoretically human. I'm not saying he is. He's theoretically human. See, I'm not sure yeah. that he is, necessarily. Mm. And I feel like... Because we meet Nardal in the Husbands of River Song, yeah. which is the Doctor's present, although yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. It's, don't don't yeah don't yeah don't hurt your brain yeah um, no it's it's very timey wimey but yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure necessarily that Nardal's human 
So, because I, I think they've done the future. I don't know. I'm thinking of every Doctor Who companion 50 years and starting my brain. But anyway, like even the classic, like Steven theoretically was from the future, first Doctor companion. Uh, Zoe was from the future. I mean, she was either future or an alien. I can't remember off the top of my head. I apologize, everyone. Victoria was from the past. Um, but anyway, but I. Leela? Alien. No, future. Well, future, but it's. Yeah, I mean. Dystopian future? Yeah, I'd say dystopian future without going deep into it. Yeah. Um, they sort of revert culturally. Right. Um, yeah, because she's actually. Anyway, we'll get to it soon enough. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I like the idea, and of course, thirteen has toyed with it because oh, yeah. they spend so much time in the past, with and you've got the Ada Lovelace and and other lady, and I'm so sorry, I don't remember her name, um, traveling a little bit with them, and then you've got uh, you know you spend time with um, Tesla, and yep. all of those sorts of things. So yeah, I, w- I would like to see a past. It'd be really interesting. Yeah, because I like Jamie. He's young enough not to always be the hothead. He can be the hothead, but not always. I think there's sometimes the young, like, oh, you know, he kind of goes with the flow sometimes. up, yeah. Yeah, but he sometimes just goes with the flow. Um, Or it's just like, oh, this is weird. Let's go with it, see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, A very 60s mindset from a guy (laughs) in the 1700s. And the banter with uh, the doctor, Mm. you know, like, oh, you know. I'm sure, oh, you know, go ahead with your uh, dip- diplomatic skills and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And again, all very modern for a 17, <laughs> what is it, 18th century You would know better than me. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, and we'll drop the link for this into the episode notes so you can make sure to watch that video. Yes, Al- always definitely watch it. Informed. Um, I'm, I did vote, I believe, for Ace for the next video. Yes. As he always allows people to vote um, for the next one. So, um, so if you haven't seen his Susan video, that was the first one. Jamie is the second. I don't know. Maybe he's going in Doctor order. Or maybe not. We'll see with the next selection. So, but until next time, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and space. This is BBC Television.